Today's podcast is brought to you by CrossNet, the world's first four-way volleyball net. Set up easily in sand, grass, indoors, or on the blacktop. The perfect game for outdoor enthusiasts as it is combined with volleyball and four-score rules and a game to 11 and win by two. All right, on today's podcast, I welcome on Jay Delsing. He's a former PGA Tour golfer. He's also the owner of Golf with Jay Delsing and radio host of Golf with Jay Delsing. Jay, how are you? I'm good, Jeff. Thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, no problem. I'm, I'm lucky to have you on. You're my first uh, golf, professional golfer to come on the show. Uh, we've been expanding out to different uh, sports recently, so it's been awesome to speak to different people about their careers and how they got started. Yeah, so it's an it's a odd time that we are experiencing as a country right now, but um, thank God for Zoom and uh, our phones <laughs> and a little bit of technology, we can still connect. Yeah, I know. That's great. It's really awesome. How are you doing during this time anyways with everything that's going on? You know, uh, a little crazy like everybody else trying to hold on to sanity as much as we can. Um, You know, I live in St. Louis, Missouri, and I mean, in the entire state, we only have like 6,600 cases of this thing, you know? Oh, wow. And we have a a state of like, um, I think we have 6 million people here, so we are certainly not New York city, but I do, I have four daughters and two of my daughters live in New York city. And so, um, you know, really concerned and plugged into that and they're doing fine. And, you know, it's interesting as a dad, as a young dad, you want to raise strong, independent women and, uh, and productive members of society and things like that. And then something like this comes up and I call them and I said, look, I've got a car waiting for you at LaGuardia. Just jump in there. You don't even have to go in the airport, drive on back to St. Louis and, you know, we'll wait this thing out here. You can work from home. And they're like, no, dad, we're good. You know, you got this. You know, so, um, yeah, everybody's good. That's good. That's good. I'm glad that your daughters are safe in New York. And uh, I mean, New York has obviously been like one of the states that's been hit the hardest. So it's got to be a little tough for you to hear, but I'm glad that they're, they're, they're one they're staying strong and working and staying there. Yeah. They're following the rules and um, I know they're getting very stir crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I know, I know, I know how they feel. It's starting to, it's getting a little tough just being inside, especially I just moved to a new city. So I'm in Dallas. So I don't, I like can't even go out and explore. I think I went out golfing once. Just trying to get out and do something. I know. Anything outside. You know, the golf courses in Missouri here are still open, and so we've been really fortunate. So I've been playing more golf than I have in the last couple of years, for sure. Oh, that's awesome. How are the, how, like, how do they look out there? They look okay? Yeah, you know, I tell all the folks on the show and things like that that spring golf is tough, man. We get lots of rain. Um, lots of, because of the rain, so the courses will play extremely long. In St. Louis, we get really, really hot summers with no wind. So most golfers here don't play in much uh, windy-type conditions unless it's in the spring or the fall. Yeah. And it has been blowing, and it is not that warm, and the golf courses are in decent shape for that, so the courses win are winning for sure. Oh, geez. Yeah, that's that's tough when they're always winning, and it's like that in the springtime. Yeah. That, oh, that's, that's that's brutal. I know. As, well, the one I went out to here, like, it just looked like – it was, like, a ton of people on it. It was, like, backed up. So it took – 18 took at least, like, six hours to play or more, and I feel like we're an instructional course. But, like, oh, it just – yeah. no matter what the weather. Yeah, and then, like, it was yeah. just windy as all – and, like, Dallas – where we are, where I am in Dallas, it's windy as all hell. So it's always like, like oh no yeah, Dallas, it can blow. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's tough. It's tough to uh, be on the phone with someone because you can't. Like, it sounds like you're in a wind tunnel. Oh yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> it's yeah. awful. But Jay, you know what? Speaking of golf, like, at what age did you start golfing? Because I read that your dad was a, a professional baseball player, correct? Yeah, he was. You can see some of the cool memorabilia I have in the back. I, I'm not a collector of anything that's. Um, I'm not really a collector. I just love stuff that had to do with either friends or obviously family members and stuff like that. So, yeah, my dad played in the big leagues for 10 years. He played for St. Louis Browns. He played for the Tigers for seven years. He, he uh, was on the 49 World Series team for the Yankees, so he wow. had the World Series ring. He passed now. But, um, yeah, so I just was a sports – you know, all I ever wanted to be was a professional athlete. All I wanted to do was play a sport for a living. And um, – Golf, I started playing golf when I was like probably 13 or something like that. I played all sports, you know. Um, I really wanted to be a professional baseball player, but 
six six games in the church league and you know one practice a week just wasn't enough for me so golf was easy a natural place to gravitate towards because I could do it by myself and I wasn't limited to the neighborhood kids I you know th things used to just piss me off where you know we'd be right in the middle of a game and you know the shortstop would have to go oh, you know because he had to go babysit his you know, you know so the whole the whole game just got fouled up so I uh, went to the golf because it was I could it was kind of unlimited for me. I could do it as much as I wanted, and uh, it filled a a big hole for me. And man, it just continues to provide. A, I'll, the luckiest guy you'll ever have on your podcast for sure. Because I am I'm, I'll be sixty later this month, and I've never really had to work. And I've been chasing this dream, and golf's provided for children and. We've just had a really nice life, man. Way, way more than we probably deserve. That's amazing, though. I mean, that's crazy how it got started. You know, like you just switched over. And like now that you're a golfer and it's provided this much and it's given you this life that you love. Like, you know, what what can you say? Like just being able to chase a dream and then like give you this, like, you know, you do a radio show and you have your own, like, uh, business like it's given you so much like what what do you say to people out there that are chasing their dreams like this well don't listen to the people that tell you, you can't. <clears throat> excuse me don't listen to the people that tell you you can't mm -hmm. I mean that's all I ever heard you know and, and really what happens I think Jeff is people get intimidated when you do chase your dream and you start achieving because most of them have given up on theirs yeah. and um, it's uh it's a bummer really but I you know, one of the things I love being a dad and one of the things that I can look my daughters in the eye and say, look, dreams do come true and yeah. do not aim low. Shoot for the stars. Someone is going to be on that national team. Someone is going to be discovering, you know, whatever it is to feel that you're in, someone is going to be doing it. Why can't it be you? And, um, you know, all I did was have a desire to do this, Jeff, and then it didn't seem like work. It didn't seem like sacrifice. It just seemed like fun to me. And, um, um, but, you know, you'll get so many people that'll tell you, oh, how are you going to make money? You know, we, I, I joined the PGA Tour in 1985. We didn't make any money. I stayed in the uh, exempt in the top 125 that year and made 47 grand. Wow. And thought, this is the greatest thing ever. I'm playing professional golf and I got to support myself. Yeah. And I, I think like people too, I think they have this right. like, thought that like when you, when you like are on the PGA tour, you're automatically making like millions, I'm sure too as well. Right. Nowadays. So you are, if you stay exempt, if you look, I think the last count, I mean, 110 of the 125 made a million dollars or more. So the money has gotten, it's wonderful. Yeah. I have no, I don't begrudge anybody. I think it's terrific. Yeah. Would I have loved to be playing for that much? Hell yeah. But <laughs> yeah. you know what? I was fortunate enough to, to get to play with Tiger a little bit. And, and, and I mean, the whole reason that we are where we are is because of Tiger. Yeah. But there's more to that story, really, Jeff. Because the Arnold Palmers, the Sam Sneeds, the Jack Nicholas's, the Bob Golbys, who's a local guy here, just a terrific guy. Those guys were the ones that planted the seeds. Dean Beeman was our first commissioner. You know, he did a lot for the sport. Tim Pynchon got, you know, he did a lot for the sport as well. He got really fortunate because Tiger came in in Pynchon's era and it just took, I mean, anybody, I could have been commissioner then. No offense to Tim, <laughs> I like Tim. I mean, you get, you get, a, you get a, maybe a, Tiger is an, uh, maybe a multi-generational athlete, not yeah. even one generation. You don't see someone like Tiger come along very often. I mean, think about this, Jeff. This dude is going to own a lot of the records in the PGA Tour. He probably won't get, and as soon as I say this, he probably will. He probably won't catch Jack for the majors. Mm -hmm. He probably won't. But had he not blown up his life you know, for those 10 years, he would have rewritten every single record in the PGA Tour record book. He'd have them all. He'd be like what Wayne Gretzky did in the NHL when he yeah. retired. When Wayne Gretzky retired from the NHL, he had 172 records. That's crazy. From the NHL records. And Tiger, 
you know, Tiger is going to get 83 wins. So he's going to get the all-time wins. He's got, you know, the highest winning percentage by a long shot. He's just unbelievable. I mean, just unbelievable. Yeah, it's crazy because I was watching – I was watching Last Dance. I'm not sure if you've been watching the, uh, the Last Dance documentary about Jordan. But, like, listen to Barkley say that, like, I've been around two of the best athletes of my time. I'm familiar with him. I haven't watched him. <laughs> uh, but it was, like, he was saying that Michael Jordan and Tiger Woods are the two best athletes he's ever been around, like, in his whole entire career. And it's crazy that what Tiger Woods has done for golf, and you see the golfers now that, you know, he plays with them now. But these, I think, I think golf is as popular as it ever has been because of him. Oh, gosh, I don't think there's any question about it. And you know what else is interesting is we're going to be the first four back, Jeff. So in the second week of June, they're going to play the tournament, you know, down in, down in Fort Worth, right across the, the, the city from you guys in Dallas. And um, it's going to be interesting. We've got a hell of an opportunity, you know, because we can probably grab a bunch of guys and spectators that are just searching for anything, yeah. you know, and we're going to have golf on TV. And so it's a great – great opportunity for for golf for the pga tour i'm hoping that it can be pulled off you know this this um taylor made uh drive for charity is coming up um next weekend and that's going to be rory and, and dj dustin johnson playing against ricky and matthew wolf wow. and they're going to raise i think four million dollars for, for the COVID responders and stuff. Yeah, very cool. It's going to be a place called Seminole, which is one of the great exclusive courses in the, in the country. And it's, I've played it. It's a cool spot. It's going to be on TV. I, it'll be interesting because these guys might be carrying their own bags, too, which is really going to be interesting, you know, because, you know, there's a whole thing about are, are we going to be able to go back on tour and start with caddies or, you know, yeah. how is this going to work? So everything is on the table. You know, so it's really a, a pretty special time. Yeah, it's going to be – that's going to be really interesting if they uh, are carrying their own bags and if they're not uh, – you know, if they're going to be making their own, their own judgments. And, I mean, even though they do, but not having the caddy there. And what do you think also, too, like we have that upcoming match, Tiger and Manning versus uh, Brady and Nicholson, like coming up, too, uh, the following weekend after the, yeah. the Rory one, too. <laughs> I know. Terrific. I mean, the fact that, you know, last year's, uh, they called it the match with just Tiger and Phil. I thought it was crap. Yeah. It, it seemed like, you know, two really wealthy guys on a, on a cash grab, you know, and that is really not who those two guys are. It yeah. really, it, it really isn't. I think, I think what happened there was, you know, the first time you go down a path and you don't have any, you know, you, you make some mistakes. And I think the fact that that wasn't charitable, charitably driven, mm -hmm. I think it sucked. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And, and, and this is going to be a lot of fun. And now you're getting two more super high-profile athletes, you know, to to get involved. And so, I mean, and now they're doing it all for charity. So how does it uh, how does it miss? And you know, Jeff, one of the things that's um, for your viewers and listeners, the PGA Tour since its inception. So the PGA of America and the PGA Tour were one entity way back when, way before you were born. Back in the middle 60s, they split because Arnold, Mr. Palmer, and Sam Snead and all these icons said, we want to have our own organization. So they appointed Dean Beeman, who was playing at the time as their first commissioner, and off it went. And the PGA Tour owned the rights. I, I mean, the, that entity at the time, the PGA, it was all part of the PGA of America, owned the rights to the Ryder Cup. And if you know anything about the history of the Ryder Cup, we whipped the, the, the Euros asses so badly because it was only Great Britain and Ireland against the U.S. Yeah. And no one cared about that. No one cared about that, that competition because it was so lopsided. Okay? Yeah. But when we split, <clears throat> the tour went its own ways, and they gave the rights to the Ryder Cup to the PGA of America. Said, you guys keep it. No, we don't care about it. Mm -hmm. Well – a lot of things have happened and the Ryder Cup has turned into a blockbuster event and only because we now include all of Europe. Yeah. If it was still Great Britain and Ireland, it would be a little more uh, better contested, but it wouldn't be like it is now because this brought in Langer, my gener generation, Langer and Ballesteros 
and um, Olaf Abel and those great players, right? Um, uh, and it's uh, it's been really fun. But what the PGA Tour does over all all other sport organizations is it raises money, mm-hmm. and it raises a ton of money. And since its inception, we've do- donated over $3 billion to charities. Wow. Jeff, that number exceeds the NHL, MLB, NBA, and NFL combined. And That's those crazy. guys have been, baseball's been around for over 100 years. Too. Yeah. You know, and it is. So nobody knows that about golf. But when you go to the, the Byron Nelson or you go to the Schwab Challenge, which is down in, in uh, your, you know, your sister city down there in Fort Worth, millions of dollars are raised that week and they stay in your community for hospitals and uh, those in need. So it's a, that's one of the things that I'm most proud of with PGA Tour. It's, it's kick-ass, dude. It is awesome. That's, that's amazing. I actually never, I never knew that, that they raised that much money. That like, that's, that's just absolutely mind-blowing. If I'm commissioner, I'm advertising the hell out of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, seriously, because that's like, that's crazy that they do, and like I consider golf as like a power, actually a power five sport. Now I feel like it's up there for the top five, yeah. but the do outdo like the NBA and the NFL and those other power three sports combined. It's, 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 that's wild. I never knew that for charity. We don't have any owners, bro. I mean, that's true. Yeah. It's not so good point. The owners are making, you know, it's all going into a pot and uh, we do have a, uh, the PGA tour has a 501 C3 arm for not mm-hmm. for but it also has a for-profit arm. So some of those monies get split up, but it's, it's, um, it's amazing. And the other thing that is the best about golf, but is it's a social game. And it's one of those things that it's a game for everyone for your entire lifetime. You know yeah. what I mean? So you can get married, you can have kids, and the whole family can go out and play a different set of tees. And it's also the only sport where if you're in the pro-am, you get lucky enough instead of drawing me, you drew Tiger Woods. You know, you get to play golf with Tiger Woods. What, you, has anybody ever played basketball with MJ? No. <laughs> no. Yeah. You got to walk the course with Tiger Woods and hang out with him for four hours. What What's that experience worth? And that's what, one of the things that golf has. That's that's crazy. I, I didn't know that either. I know. And golf is always a sport. I think my, and I had mentioned to you uh, off there that my dad was a big golfer and he played yeah. in college and stuff like that. And it's always something that's connected us too, because that's something we do we would do every summer during the weekends is play with each other. I mean, he kicked, yeah. he always, he still kicks my ass. I mean, he's 60 something, yeah. but, but he's a great, so it's always something. And we play with like other family members and like that we all play yeah. it. And golf is one of the sports I think people get into too, even in their thirties, cause it's something they get interested in and like see friends and businesses doing well, it. Well, you gotta remember too, but so I have a hospital entertainment and hospitality business. Yeah. And what that is, is I basically run golf programs for co- corporations you know, set up incentive trips, uh, take prospective clients out, anything golf-related. But there is a tremendous amount of business that gets done on the golf course. But, and nobody's doing any business on the basketball court. No, no. Uh, yeah, definitely not. I mean, if you're playing one-on-one with someone, I don't think you're talking business or anything. So You know, like, hey, how many of these do you want to buy? Like, you know. Yeah. Quit talking to me while I'm turning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A deal could go sour if you could hit follow, hit follow yeah. someone the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Like, wait a minute, you just broke my nose. I'm, <laughs> I'm not doing anything with you. Yeah, exactly. I hate to tell you what type of person, but yeah, so the the whole golf thing, but it's just been a it's just been a tremendous I hate the word blessing because it kind of gets overused and has a negative more of a negative fake connotation to me. But the it's it's just been great. It has just been it, it continues to provide. I mean, um, I put together, you know, all Zoom has become really popular. And I, I, I've been on like two Zoom calls prior than COVID. And I'm sitting in my, on my couch by myself and Elton John comes on and he does that concert, right? Yeah. And so I thought, why the hell? I'm going to put together a show. There's no sports on TV. Nothing. Yeah. So I got together with Bernie Federico, who's an NHL Hall of Famer and a Hall of Fame human being, Ozzy Smith my buddy Danny McLaughlin, who's the voice of the Cardinals, and we just did a Zoom call uh, and talked about Ozzy hitting this home run. Ozzy, check this out. This is not golf related, but it's interesting. If yeah. sports like I am. Ozzy Smith had over 7,000 plate appearances in Major League Baseball career. Yeah. He's a Hall of Fame guy, just an unbelievable 
uh, baseball player, but was known for his defensive prowess. He set the standard defensively. This dude could catch and throw and turn more double plays. He was almost like a, it was almost like ballet for him, right? Yeah. But he turned himself into a good hitter. And we're in the game five of the NLDS against the Dodgers in St. Louis, ninth inning. And the Cardinals, I think, are down one to nothing. And there's a runner on base. Ozzie Smith hit his only home run left-handed in like 3,000 plate appearances from the left side. And Jack Buck has this iconic call of, you know, go crazy, folks, go crazy. And it's, it, you wouldn't know it probably not being in St. Louis, but so we get Ozzy on and, and he also would start every playoff game with a backflip, you know, stuff like that you could check out. It's really cool. And so we just talked about that and we talked about Bernie, you know, the Blues won the Stanley Cup for the first time in the history of the city yeah. um, last year. And we have Bernie talking about that. And I talked about Tiger playing at Bell Reeve here in 2018 for the PGA Championship. We put this cool little show on, and then a network, I sent it to a network, uh, and they liked it, so they aired it twice this weekend, and we raised a bunch of money for Operation Food Search, and we just threw this thing together in two weeks. You know, so this golf and, and this sports community, man, they're, they're givers. Yeah, that's that's amazing. I have to check that out. I have to, is that on YouTube, or is that? Yeah, it will be. I, it just aired. The last time it aired was, was last night, so we had to wait till it aired both times, but it, it'll be on It'll be on my YouTube channel. It'll be on my website. We're going we're gonna to put it out there. Hopefully, it'll continue to raise money for Operation Food Search. Check these dudes out. They feed 200,000 people a month. Wow. 200,000 people a month. Man, come on. That's, That's crazy. Cool. Especially now where people are really in need. And, you know, we've lost so many people have lost jobs. And, yeah. you know, they really make a difference. And so... Yeah, it's pretty cool. Is there a place to donate? Is there a website to donate for them? The, the yeah, it'll search? be right on there. It's uh, operationfoodsearch.org, and you can donate. And for every $1 you give, it's worth $10 in food to this organization because of the context, the way they're, they're community-driven with some of the relationships they have with the grocers and things like that. So wow. yeah, it's a cool – and you know what, though, Jeff, there's a million great charities. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, searching who to give this money to, and I'm like, damn. Yeah, <laughs> you know we can go this way, we can go that way, we can. So, you know, and then if you start talking to the people that are passionate about them, shoot, man, they can persuade you in no time. I'm like, I gotta pick one, and then, you know, I'm thinking about doing another one with Faraday and uh, and John Daly and maybe Rory. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, that'd be really cool. That'd be yeah. awesome. So yeah. So that's, uh, that's. I just said that on your podcast, and go ahead and air it, but I. I don't know if we're going to do it yet. I was just texting with Parody this morning, so I don't know if it'll happen. But it'd be fun anyway. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be a really cool one with all those guys on it. Yeah, we'll let, Faraday, we'll let Faraday uh, host the thing because God only knows where, what direction that thing will go. Yeah, in. exactly. We'll be sitting upside down in our chair before that thing goes. <laughs> good friend and a good guy, and uh, and we'd raise money for Operation or for uh, Troops First. You know his his group. You got to look into that there rock stars i've done a bunch of things for him where we've raised money for our our heroes when they come back from from war and they come back broken uh and without limbs and with some psychological you know yeah post-traumatic stress and stuff it's cool that's amazing i'm gonna i'll, I'll definitely share those too as well on my like when i release this so i can have people you know yeah, give donations yeah because i did it with uh, i had a guy on that was doing with the ppe um from a close up 360 and NBA organization. He was like, we're making donations here. So I shared it too. So I definitely shared the, the food yeah. search. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm always about giving charity. I think there's a lot of people that, uh, you know, do a lot of great things out there. And like you said, there's there's a ton out there that people are doing and trying to help those out in need. And there's, there's especially in this time, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are in need that need as help with these, these like with the economy yeah, being down and jobs. Well. So, I mean, it's a no brainer. Feels good. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, but I also want to get on with the PGA. Like how did, what's it like making the PGA? Like what's that like process like as, a, as you mean getting on the tour, PGA tour. Yeah. Oh man. So back in the day, the only way to get on was go through the qualifying school. Yeah. There was no, there was no corn Ferry, you know, tour back then. And so it was either PGA tour or nothing. And so the, the uh, qualifying school was a ball busting, tough, tough week. 
Really? It was also six rounds of golf. You never play a tournament that's six rounds long, so you finish the fourth round, and you're only two-thirds of the way home, man. You got two more rounds, and that sixth round was just grueling. Really? I had a really good record through the – so the time said – so I think I kept my card on the PGA Tour for like 19 straight years. And if I ever had a time where I fell out of the top 125, I went back to the school and got my card back. Yeah. You know, I, I think I was um, – I think I, I like 19 years in a row. I made it, made it through there, and then um, the time that I that I kind of broke that record that I didn't make it, I missed by one, and it was just devastating to play six uh, rounds of golf and miss by one. But um, it was kind of a um, a telltale sign of where my game was, you know. And 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 what's one of the things that you should think about? It's it's pretty interesting. We have the smallest fraternity of any athletic group, right? 125 guys are exempt each. 125 members. That's it. Yeah. And you have now PGA Tour. Um, Jeff is the World Tour. We have kids coming from all over the place, playing collegiately over here, and then stepping right in and playing well. Yeah. Playing really, really well. And um, so what happens is you've got this small number of groups. You stay in the top 125, and then college just releases, you know, 30 of their best. Younger, stronger, you know, players to come try to take your job. Jeez. It's crazy. You know, it's, so um, there really and truly isn't enough room. Now, it was tough when I was going through it, but it's way tougher now. Way more better players, man. They are ready. They're powerful. They're, they're polished. They're fearless. They're ready to go. And it's – there's just not enough room for everybody. So would they, do you think that they'll expand it or do you think, and also like ask this two questions, like, do you think they'll expand it? And like, B, do you think the college players that are coming out that they're stronger, better? Is it the training? Is the equipment? Like what makes them so like polished and well when they come into this? Yeah. So expanding it is problematic because right now there's 46 tournaments already. Mm-hmm. You know, one a week, you would be 52. It's, you know, there's, it's, it's tough. It's really tough. The European tour uh, is growing all the time and getting better. So the, the European tour doesn't have the depth that the PGA tour does. But the top 15 to 20 on the European tour, it's a jump ball between those guys and the top 20. on, on the. That's why the Ryder Cup is so hotly contested and so beautifully done. One of the reasons why the Europeans have kicked our ass so much is because they choose their courses much more wisely than we do. Oh, really? Ours is a political BS deal. Theirs, they pick a course so they can win. So they went and played the Golf de Nacional outside of Paris. Guess how many of our players have played there ever? Justin Thomas went over and played the French Open. And now (laughs) one of our other players played it. And they also set it up. We have a bunch of bombers that don't hit it straight. So they make the rough, you know, this tall. Go ahead and bomb it. You're going to hit it in the rough. Then you're going to hack it out. You're going to lose yeah, and exactly. We couldn't make the adjustments. We couldn't hit the fairways. And they kicked our ass. And they, they continue to do that better than we do. So the Ryder Cup this year is going to be played at Whistling Straits, right? Yeah. Well, our guys haven't played Whistling Straits more than the Euros. So dumb. But it's a, you know, it's a, it's a cash-generating machine. And uh, Herb Kohler is a golf rock star. I mean, what he's done for golf is just unbelievable. In the whole state of Wisconsin, just in the whole country, he made Kohler, Wisconsin. Have you been? No, I haven't. No, I haven't. Like a two-stop side town. He made it a worldwide golf destination. Really? Spectacular. But when you play a Ryder Cup on there, that doesn't give us any advantage other than we've got spectators from here. Yeah. Assuming we get spectators. But it doesn't give us a home course advantage. Yeah, yeah. We need to go play a course where our guys know, not theirs. Yeah, they, exactly. The deal. Their top players play over on the PGA Tour now regularly. So they're getting to know all of our courses. Yeah. None of our guys go give a damn about playing on the European Tour to play their courses. Yeah, they yeah. Iconic courses for the British Opens and the Scottish Opens and things like that. But we don't go over to we're not going over to Ireland to play Royal County Downs, which is one of the great courses in the world. You yeah, know? that's true. That's a good point. I mean, nobody went over and played the K Club. You know, <laughs> Arnold designed a K Club years ago, and it's you know our guys never played it. Yeah, Their guys play it every year on tour. That's that's, that's 
that that gets overlooked a ton and that's crucial like when i made when i qualified for the u.s open and we played it at pebble beach jeff i played pebble beach 300 times because i played in the at&t tournament 25 years in a row yeah i played pebble beach it was like knowing the back of my hand i go out i got to figure out the rough lines and things like that but i already know the greens yeah I, mean, I already know the sight lines off the tee i already know all that stuff huge deal then i go I qualified, man, I was too old, but I qualified for the U.S. Open when I was like 47 in Wingfoot. That golf course just whipped my ass. And I played it once before. But you go in there and it's so difficult. The, the grass is high. The greens are faster than hell. And it's set up like a major championship, you know, and you don't know the course as well. You don't have a whole lot of comfort on it. And um, it's just a whole different a whole different comfort and sensation and um you still got to play well whether it's whether you yeah. know the map. if you're not in control of your game you're gonna suck the u.s open's gonna exaggerate all of your misses and penalize the hell out of you yeah and beat you well what about like was it like shinnecock was that the one the u.s open that like the guys had struck like was it yeah they, they, the USGA, one? usga screwed up the and put some bad pin placements in there i was doing the the i was on the ground doing it doing the tv for fox yeah oh, really? so i was there and i got up on 13 and i was probably about two hours ahead of mickelson we do it's an intense week for us we i think i did 36 holes almost every day i'm just completely wiped out but when i saw that pin placement the whole location on 13 i'm like what what did they do and then the two holes later 15 i'm like hey, you know i'm on the headset and we go to a break, and I'm like, you're not going to believe this, but I don't think this is going to work. And they're like, yeah. what do you mean? And I'm like, we're only at 11 o'clock in the morning, and these things are running at 14s, and they put these these two hole locations in idiotic spots where one of them won't even stay on the green. If you miss, it's going to – I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. They're like, are you sure? I'm like, not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure I've played a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and sure enough, I mean, 13 and 15 were just stupid. Yes. I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't you couldn't play golf. You were defensively trying to just not, you know, shoot yourself in the foot on that hole. The yeah. Ball, they could just blow you out, you know. It's crazy because I remember that was a – I was like one of the most – I remember watching it. I remember seeing the score. I was like, this is like – these are like, whoa, these are like – like this looks like me after the first hole, like, well, like, you know, like this oh, yeah. is like crazy. It was like, so it was just weird. So I was always curious about like what happened and like, how did this, like, how did you that happen? Just, you know, they try to push the, push the edge. I, I, I could really rail against them. <laughs> I don't want to, because I know their heart's in the right place. They love the game and they take what they're doing seriously, but yeah. they just jack it up and they've jacked it up a lot. They screwed up the U S open almost one of the biggest Almost one of the biggest travesties in all of sport came at, at Oakmont, <clears throat> excuse me, when Dustin Johnson was penalized but didn't know whether he was penalized, am I penalized, what's it going to be. I mean, they, they, it happened on the sixth hole on Sunday's final round, mm -hmm. and he's still playing and doesn't know if he made a five, a six, or a seven on that one. Oh, jeez. That's crazy. Stupid. That's really stupid. Really bad. Really bad. So, um, only Dustin Johnson in, in his demeanor could handle something like that. Everybody else would have – I think most players would have stopped playing. Yeah. And I'm not going to play another hole until I know what my what's my penalty. And there yeah. shouldn't have been any penalty at all. He didn't cause the ball to move. The rule's been changed subsequently. But, you know, that, that could have been one of the – I mean, could you imagine him coming down – uh, playing the last hole with Shane Lowry and and not knowing if he needs a par, a birdie, or a bogey to win. Yeah, that's got it. That would that's bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's almost it's almost laughable now. Yeah. Because, uh, we avoided just a and 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 then he birdies eighteen and wind and Lowry kind of collapsed a little bit coming down there. But you know we're having these conversations in our headsets, wondering, huh? Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, like, what's going to happen? What 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 are they doing? Yeah, that's that's wild. Yeah, that's got to be 
that's 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 terrible to put that have put that pressure on someone. Yeah, the biggest thing is is uh, USGA and the PGA of America. They just don't run enough championships. They yeah. run one major championship a year, and it's a major and it's a good tournament. But it's not like a PGA Tour event that's run. You know, they run forty six a year. Yeah, you know how to do them then, and you know how to you know get all the kings worked out. And there's also stress on those guys because it's a major. And so they're trying to distinguish themselves in a different manner because it's a major. So I'm not being completely fair when I yeah. say, you know, it's a, it's a regular tour event. But for the amenities and the, the things that don't matter, golf-wise, that just make it nice for a player, those guys don't do it nearly as well as a regular PGA Tour event does. They just don't run them enough. Yeah. And why is that? Why don't they run them enough? Is it just like money? Yeah, or they is don't it? Well, they don't have any other events. The USGA only owns, you know, the US Open and the US Amateur and the Senior Open. And, you know, they just, yeah. And the yeah. PGA of America owns one. You know, they do, the PGA, they do the PGA Championship. Now, they also have the PGA Seniors now. Yeah. They also have like the Club Pro. But it's just a different, it's a different level. You know what it's like, Jeff? It's like, when the PGA Tour, and this is all you do, mm -hmm. is run events. Yeah, yeah. You have opportunities for professional golfers to play. Well, then you're an expert at it. Yeah, yeah. These guys are really good, but they're not as good as the PGA Tour that just – it's like a well-oiled machine, man. They know what they're doing, and they keep doing it. Cranks them out all the time. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. And wait, is there anyone – I'm going to – Switch it up. Is anyone cool that you played with? Have you played against Tiger Woods on the tournament? Or? Oh, yeah. The coolest, you want to know the coolest person I ever played golf with? Yeah. He was 19 years old. I went to UCLA 100 years ago. And I'm standing on the putting green, and I get a tap on my shoulder. And this guy in this kind of Scottish, cool Scottish broke says, young man, would you like to play golf with me? And I turn around, Sean Connery. Oh, really? <laughs> I was like, it's James Bond, dude. You know, I'm 19 years old. You know, and I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it got dark. And I'm like, let's just keep playing, dude. He's like, I don't care where my ball goes. We'll just yeah. <laughs> awesome. How was that conversation with him? Really cool. Just a, just a guy. Just a, you know. A regular down there. So check this out. I played with him. And then he gets interviewed by Barbara Walters. You could check this out. This is like in 1980 or 81. And he gets on this interview with Barbara Walters and says in this interview that every once in a while, a woman needs a good slap. <laughs> it's just more of the time, it's kind of the times, you know, and he was, it, it's, I just went, there's James, man. You know, it's James. <laughs> That's like, that's ridiculous. Um, totally ridiculous, man. But you know that was that was on TV. I saw it. I was like, I I would never watch a Barbara Walters interview in my life, except that I just got to play golf with this guy. I'm like, I got to tune in, check it out, see maybe he name drops you or something like that. Yeah, maybe yeah, it, was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was all it's just awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, the game of golf is so. I love the game of golf. I'm yeah. a big fan of it, and growing up, like watching it and it, oh i mean I, I played on the high school team i didn't get any much further than that but like yeah. it's just like you said like it, it just connects and gets you outside i love it it's just so much fun but i want to know about your business you know you like you know your business is called golf with jade dosing what, what's that what's that about you know what it is it's really about old-fashioned ways of connecting people mm -hmm. i use golf as a vehicle to help people grow their businesses and they're going to be like, so here's a conversation that I had, not recently because of COVID, but I've had multiple times. So people hire me and, and um, you know, I've got a, it's a pretty nice group of folks that are coming to these events that I put on. And um, uh, so there's a bunch of CEOs that are, I'm entertaining. And so I'm playing with them and they're like, well, I'd love, can you do this for my company? I'm like, well, let me understand more about what you do, how you do it, and let's check it out. So uh, he'll turn me over to like a COO or something, you know, and there was a furniture company at one point, you know, and this guy's like, how the hell are you going to help me sell furniture? Yeah. You know, and I'm explaining to him, I'm like, well, you know what, the most important thing is who we invite. So you and you, we get a, we get your customer base. Maybe you want to, you have a relationship that you can't live without. We need to, we need to stabilize this. We need to enhance this. 
or there's a, a prospect list. Maybe we some big guys that are game changers for your business, you know, and I'm going to provide an invitation for them that they won't turn down. And he's yeah. like, how are you going to do that? I go, well, you just need to leave it up to me. That's what I do. And he's like, no, I want to know how you're going to do it. And I'm like, well, you know, um, pick a spot. You know, you know, let's go. Let's say um, we invite them to this event we're going to put on at Pebble Beach. Or, you know, name an iconic course, you know. And he's like, oh. I'm like, yeah, do you think he'd come to that? He goes, yeah. <laughs> I go, well, that's how we're going to do it. And he's like, well, I, oh, I, I meant to tell you, I'm terrible at golf. I go, this isn't about your golf game. Yeah. We're using golf. You just be a gracious guy out there. How else are you going to get to spend 8, 10, 12, 15, 20 hours over the course of two or three days with this dude? That's how. Yeah. You're going to walk the fairways. You're going to shoot 120. No one's going to care. You're going to get to know this guy on a deeper level. And then we have special dinners at night, Jeff, where we got, you know, mm -hmm. great wine, great food, great restaurants, and just kind of sequester the group and uh, just connect, man. The first day, people are like this. Oh, you know, oh, really? You know, and the, and, um, uh, the second day, the phones are gone. And they're like, hey, man, you still owe me 20 bucks. You didn't get that ball up and down out of the bunker, you know? Yeah, that's, yeah. That's how the vibe and how the whole thing changes because, um, you know, they're also wondering, like, oh, so I'm going to get to play this guy that played on tour for all those years. Is he an asshole? Or is he, what's he going to be like? Is he going to have a big ego? Is he going to, can he help my game? You know, my whole deal is, you know, that I just come in and you can't take a day off. You just have to be on. You have to, um, you know, t some of the stories that I can tell from the tour are really fun and really, uh, you know, give people a sense that they're inside the ropes. And then I, I help everybody with their games. I take pictures, you know, our phones have great cameras now. So I, I take pictures and put them in yeah. albums and send them to them. And we have great wine, food. I've got some terrific partnerships. I don't know if you're a red wine guy, but there's a, a vineyard uh, out in Napa called uh, Farniente that just makes a great red wine. Does it? I'll have to get it. Those with me. I'll we'll bring Scotty Cameron putters or, you know, drivers, lasers, whatever everybody wants. We'll send them out a... a you know, some emails and say, hey, these are, this is what our gift basket is going to look like. Which would you prefer, you know, and let them choose and try to customize it a little bit. So there's nothing, there really isn't anything that I, I feel like I can't do. It's uh, all shapes and sizes. I've done a corporate sales meeting of 4,000 people and I've done, you know, I've taken one customer and one of his guests and the, myself and we went up and played some great courses up in New England, went to a Yankee game. Yeah, you know, cool stuff. Yeah, just, again, just connecting those. You have to, it's all about just hanging out. Yeah, that's not not taking pictures of our food. You know, not just hanging out, just you know, having a drink and talking. Yeah, that's 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 awesome, and that's like that's one of the great things about golf. It disconnects people on a different level, and I think, like you said, you're not taking pictures. You're you're out there connecting. You're actually having conversation with each other. You're either riding in the car or you're walking with each other, and it gives you it gives you a chance to have a conversation with someone. How weird is that in today's world to think that we're just talking? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. We have so many ways of communicating nowadays, Jeff. But do we communicate any better? I don't. No, think so. no definitely not. I mean, you know, everything's done by text message or tweets now. Not really anything, by the way. I mean, it's perfect. Like I'll say to my daughters, did you talk to your sister? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, not texting, <laughs> not texting. That's not talking. They're yeah. like, no, I text. I'm like, you didn't talk to me. <laughs> you, didn't to her, you didn't hear inflection. You didn't understand that she was upset. You know, oh, if I put things in all caps, what the hell does that, that mean? mean? Yeah. <laughs> it could be a mistake if you put it in all caps. It's not you yelling. Like, yeah. like, I don't know how that like, it. That's, and I, I mean, I can text with my feet, and sometimes it looks like I text with my feet because I look at that. And I'm like, I don't. Daughters of dad, what does that mean? I'm like, I don't know. Here's what I was trying to say, but you know, between that and autocorrect, it looks like some sort of hieroglyphics. Or yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's pretty much what my mom is too when she sends me a text message I'm like i need a i need a translator a translator yeah, exactly. like, <laughs> yeah, like just just Before call me autocorrect and fat finger and something you know or, or being distracted and, yeah or how about the text you think you sent but it sits in there 
Yeah. Like, I said that to you. And you're like, no, you didn't. I'm like, I, yeah. And like, no, no, I didn't. It's, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it didn't go out. I don't know. I do that all the time. I'm like, yeah. I'll have like a write like something out and then I'll be like, all right, cool. And then I won't hear back from the person in like a day of like, did I? I'm like, oh crap. I meant to send this back to you yesterday. It just totally like. You're right. Was, yeah. It, it happens all the time. But um, yeah, anyway. So uh, yeah. And just wait till you get my, how old are you? I'm 32. Yeah. So I'm, I'll be 60. So just wait till you just throw another 28 years on top of what you're doing now. And your head will be on backwards half the time. <laughs> What did I come into this room for? I don't even know what I walked in. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm famous for making a list to go to the grocery store. We used to go to the grocery store and leave my list at home. You know, the, my daughter's like, Dad, just bring your, just put it on your phone. I'm like, I don't even bring my phone with me. You know, I love turning my phone off. They're like, yeah. That's, uh, well, I'll, have to, I'll have to anticipate that because uh, I already start forgetting things when I like go into a room what I came into a room for or something like that it's not good put my shoes on you know I look down don't have my shoes on <laughs> pretty dumb pretty dumb oh man but also with your business too you do a radio show too which is awesome which I have been listening to and um, is it go? Is it a podcast as well because I've been yeah it is. So um, we are on Sunday mornings uh, in the Central Standard Time uh, on 101 ESPN. You can get the app on your phone. You can uh, go to um, – uh, and then I drop the shows on Apple, Spotify, Podcast One, Buzzsprout, my site, ESPN site on Mondays. And, um, yeah, we're, you know, I only – I do one, one a week. And, um, you know, we're getting somewhere around – 1500 downloads a week you know so there's some metrics we're we're in the top 20 percent of all podcasts in the mm -hmm. country because of the you know they do it on the metric on volume so i'm yeah. learning all that too jeff i don't know <laughs> i know what that means but when i'm talking to my advertisers you know i'm looking for something that's measurable so yeah. that we can measure my numbers last year um it's funny because my buddy and I, John Perlis, uh, he was a teammate on UCLA golf team and was a pro for a long time and an all-American, really successful business guy. He, um, he does a show with me. And our first year, we got like the middle of July and we looked down and I, I didn't even know we could keep track of the download. So I pull up the dashboard and I'm like, holy smokes, man. You know, in six and a half months, we've had 55 or five, five, roughly 5,000 people download the show. Yeah. And he's like, 5,000 people. Can you believe that? I'm like, no. And then I think about it for a minute. I'm like, that sucks. <laughs> you know, that's, well, that's terrible. That's not, I mean, initially I'm like, 5,000 people. Wow. And then I'm, like, then I'm like, that's terrible, man. So, um, but something happened from that point on. So from um, right around August through the end of the year, we, we increased by sevenfold. We wound up with about 42,000 wow. last year. And this year we're up about 15, somewhere in 15, 20% range. So, you know, we're trending to do over 50,000 downloads this year. So that's, you know, Rush Limbaugh is not giving a damn about us, but um, <laughs> we don't really care too much about him either. So we'll just, you know, yeah. get a little niche and it's one hour uh, uh, a week. And um, I'm going to start putting out some things on the YouTube channel, I think called the Delsing Report, where I'm going to start um, reviewing some products and oh, giving cool. folks some ideas like, hey, man, here's a good laser. Check yeah. this out, or this one's not worth your money, you know, or uh, yeah. uh, some shoes. Like I just got some, I've been wearing these um, Puma Ignites. Yeah. Huge fan of those. I don't know if you've seen them. They're really, really yeah. comfortable. Yeah. And so I'm going to do some things like that. Check out some drivers. It's so much, there's just so much out there. Yeah. I think, it, I think it definitely helps to have someone out there to the review. Yeah. Like that, that stuff, because I, don't, I think a lot of people don't really, like know too much about it or they stick with like one product, but like, if how do you, you wait were... through, how do you wait through it all? You know, and, and I'm not even going to be able to wait through it all, but I'm going to get through some of it. And yeah. So, um, yeah, it's all fun, man. The, the, the radio show has been fun. It's awesome. Uh, yeah. We're, we're learning, like I said, just, yeah. just learning. And so developing more relationships with the folks that sponsor the show and, and, um, and then the podcasts are cool, you know, because they, that gives a show an entirely second life. Yeah. You know, so it'll live on forever. Their ads will live on forever. It gives them another chance for, you know, it's probably not that great for you to hear ads from, you know, some of my 
friends here in St. Louis, but you know, that's part of the, that's part of what it is. It's part of the business, but I think it's, I think it's great. I think what you guys do and like who you interview and like the chemistry that you and um, your partner that have John, John, right. Is, yeah. yeah. It's like, you guys are, you're funny. You guys laugh. You like always like, it makes it for an entertaining show. I find doing a show like, you. you know, you guys do very well with like entertaining and it makes it like upbeat. And it's We're like, not, we don't, I don't want to be a re nor will I ever be a recap show. I don't, you can find those out on the, but if you want that, you don't want me. Yeah. But I created something called whack and chase. And I don't know if you've heard one of those segments yet, but we're, I'm trying to get that to catch on. So what we do is we have people call in and we fix our golf game. There was an old show on PBS radio called car talk. And it was on the air for over 25 years. And these two brothers click and clack as they call themselves. Yeah would call in and go, my car doesn't work. And they're like, what's wrong with it? And I go, I don't know, but it makes this funny noise. And they're like, what does it sound like? And you know, people would be like, Burr! and they're like, are you, is it that high pitch? Or is it like, Burr, 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 you know, and they're doing all these weird things on radio and it's funny. Yeah. You know? And so we get some people calling in and I had a guy call in and just had the funniest, I couldn't even, so John will kind of grill him and ask him some questions and I'll give him a fix and we have some fun with he or she um, in the process, but it's a, it's a, it's fun. It, it, it's, um, it has not caught on uh, to the degree that we want. So we've probably done, if I've, how many episodes have I done now? I've done probably 70 episodes and we probably only have 25 whack and chases. Oh, really? Yeah, but it's fun. It, it really is fun. And it's a free lesson. And because um, when, when I give them a fix, I actually am really trying to help them. Not besides we made fun of them a little bit. And yeah. With them, you know, um, uh, yeah, we have one guy, you know, who was calling on to, to try to figure out how to uh, make golf, you know, take a little longer so he didn't have to go home right away. <laughs> and then we were talking about excuses that he would use for his wife. And he's like, yeah, you know, I think, you know, last month alone, I lost my left arm three times. You know, or something, you know, just some, some crazy stuff like that. So it's been, it's been really, it's been fun. That's awesome. And that, I think it, I love it. I'll have to call in, ask for some free tips. Cause Absolutely. That's, yeah. Absolutely. Well, you have my cell now. So just text me and we'll put you on right away. It's uh, fun. It really is fun. And, yeah. Uh, uh, well, at least we think so. It's just, you know, when you're, when you're growing a podcast, like you're doing, you know, you just gotta, you just gotta start. You yeah. gotta start and you gotta keep putting content out there and, Try to make it interesting and hopefully people will gravitate towards it. Yeah, I know. That's that's the biggest thing. That's what I've learned too. It's content, content, content. And I think yeah. it's like the biggest thing I've heard from people in the business. They're like, just keep yeah. doing what you're doing, just keep providing yeah. it. And it's like the same thing. I mean, I don't have as many listeners as you guys do, but like it's been growing for me in my aspect of everything. It's been crazy. It's been yeah. Who have who have I talked to too? And especially like, you know, talk to you, like it's been it's like i never in my life I don't think I'd ever picture talking to a PGA golfer and like guy that was on the tour and stuff like that. And no, I'll tell you another great one to look on up on the YouTube is as the crow flies with a buddy of mine named Vance crow. This yes. Is one smart, do you know Vance? No, but I saw, I was YouTubing you and I saw that podcast with him. Oh man, we had the greatest part. He's like a dear friend now. And this is smart, smart dude. Yeah. And with Covis, he's just been churning out content. He was going like one, one podcast every two weeks. Now he's doing them a couple times a day. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, interesting people. You know, like meat packers on, truckers, people that have been affected by COVID in weird ways. You had guys from Silicon Valley that were predicting that. Really cool. Wow, I have to check it out. Yeah, yeah even more than I mean. I just watched your episode. I watched that, and I was really that was really good with yeah, him on YouTube. Right, it's for yeah. and he's a smart dude. You can tell he's way smarter than I am. He's asking me questions like, "Man, I've never been asked anything like that." <laughs> I certainly don't know the answer to it, but I'll give you one. I don't know. <laughs> I'll make something up. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, what was it like? Uh, we'll wrap it up with a couple more questions. But what was it like? You interviewed Arnold Palmer. What's it like interviewing a legend like that? Yeah. You know, here's, here's here's what it's like. When we're done with this, Google Arnold Palmer. <laughs> and you pull up his page and you're like, you know, I thought I had accomplished some nice things. I'm like, throw mine out. Yeah. Arnold's a Congressional Medal of Honor. He's, he's founded three children's hospitals. This dude, he's got a tournament on the PGA Tour for the last 40 years. 
that raises money, you know, millions of dollars. The guy's won all these tournaments. He's a pilot. He's a, I was like, man, I suck. <laughs> yeah. you know? And getting to interview him was just a dream, you know. And unfortunately, so I have that footage. Mm-hmm. But I'm not, I don't share it because he was, he died about a month later. So I, it might have been the last interview he ever did. I don't know, but it, he looked so bad. Yeah. I don't really remember like that. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. That's that's tough. But it was cool as hell. Yeah, it's got to be really cool. With the, yeah, the, I'm going to have Jim Nance on the show coming up. And I'm going to have has agreed to come on. And I want to get Jack on there and uh, Jack Nicholas. And um, yeah, just, you know, just these iconic guys. It's so fun for me to just like toss questions out of them. Adam, to just, what are they going to say? Yeah, exactly. You know? What's going to this? You know, so cool. It's really cool. I'm excited for the the Faraday John Daly one if that happens with you guys. I got, I, I got Daly on an interview that's coming up soon. Ted Scott's coming on next week. You got to check him out. He's Bubba's caddy. Is he really? Bubba's just a, a an interview all to himself. You know, yeah. Bubba's a, a good guy, but a yeah. kooky guy. You know, <laughs> just a little different, and um, but a, and a great golfer and a good human being. Yeah, he just you know he's just thinking you know. Buildings might be talking to him or a tree might fall on him, you know, <laughs> just different stuff. That's you know, awesome. But Ted I, Scott is worth the follow on all your Twitter and, and stuff with whomever you like, Instagram. He's, he's a really fun guy. Is he? All right. He I'll, a, I'll, give you a, I'll give you a tease for my show. He was at one time the world champion foosball player. Ted Scott. I'm like, really? what the hell? He spent a lot of time in a bar and he's like, well. You know, how the hell did he get into golfing? He was the world foosball champion. Yeah, that's a great story. Yeah, I'm, ex- <laughs> I'm excited yeah. to hear that one. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's that's all I got for you, Jay, today. I really appreciate your time. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, and like personally, this has been probably one of like one of the best interviews I've done because it's been just like a normal uh, conversation. Well, so, yeah, yeah, the kind words. It's good getting to know you. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just stay in touch. We'll just, you know, we'll. We'll bop on here and there again and see what see what's what. Yeah, definitely. That'd be great. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I really appreciate your time. And uh, yeah, it made me laugh and gave me a lot of insight about the PGA Tour. And I can't yeah. wait to, um, you know, see more YouTube videos come out with you and Faraday and Daily and listen to your show. I love your show. So my dad loves it oh, too, well, by the way. Tell Even- about it. We could use all the listeners we can get. And then, um, yeah, and just uh, send me information about yours. I'll start following yours. I can learn a ton from any anybody. I look forward to it. Yeah, that'd be great. I appreciate it, Jay. Have a great day. All right. Thanks, you too. See you, Jay. See you.